<laughs> Welcome to 24-7 Marriage. This is Javier, and that is my laughing wife, Shannon. Um, we are posting a new volunteer <laughs> position for producer of the 24-7 Marriage podcast. Yes, Please if- submit your resumes to at 247 Marriage today because <laughs> if it comes with a microphone headset to strap the shit in its head that would be awesome to strap we to always have these microphone issues like we are actually looking to get new microphones and have better sounding but we're working through it so we appreciate all of you on there like this is how podcasts start um but, we're, but i really just want my husband back because i don't want you to be my producer anymore. well i have to look at I think you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk and connect and then look at levels. I think and that do you should that check your email later because you might have a you just got fired letter. <laughs> I got fired from who? Me. I can't get fired. I can fire okay. you. Okay. See you later, everybody. <laughs> Chan will be hosting this podcast. That's great. Solo. I would do great. We would talk about food, my favorite recipes. <laughs> Are you going to join me? Oh, okay. Okay. I'll come, I can come back. All right. I'll come back. So um, I we are in Minnesota. Don't talk like the Minnesotans. <laughs> I don't know how to talk like that. Um, we are in Minnesota, and it's awesome. It's exciting. Uh, we are making so those of you who listen to our podcast, and just a reminder: so twenty four seven marriage. We are the marriage lab. We are basically on tour across the U.S. as marriage missionaries, in essence, taking the work we do of boot camps, podcasting, workshops, mm-hmm. coaching with couples uh, across the U.S. And going state to state, having incredible conversations, encounters, um, working with people across the U.S. It's been awesome. And honestly, we started something in campgrounds just recently, which was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That we put some signs out that invite people to only at campgrounds. Doesn't yeah. apply to anybody else. If you're listening to this, sorry, it doesn't apply sorry. to you guys. Drive to the next campground and find us, and then it <laughs> applies to you. Um, but when we're there, we want to be available to people. Like yeah. we want to connect with people. So we're like hanging these signs. And putting these really cool like boards out there that offer like text us to this number or yeah. this hashtag, right? Um, and they can ask questions yeah. or they can a, get free have, coaching we're fancy for half hour. Now, and we have a 24-7 marriage phone number. So they can text hashtag marriage lab to this number. And if they're in the campground we're in, we will do free coaching with them but come by we'll sit around the fire we'll sit in the marriage lab depending on on the weather half hour so it's a really high level fast but we're very excited because we are we are getting to engage with a lot more people yeah but there's something i wanted to talk about no there's something i want okay you go ahead you can just chat go ahead i'm just chatting so i've noticed lately that a lot of people on my tiktoks on our TikToks and uh, Reels, Instagram, yeah, Instagram Reels, leave these comments where um, you know you or I are being funny or it's sarcastic or something like that, and and they always they, say I'm the funniest one. No, they leave oh. comments like, "Oh my gosh, I don't understand uh, that one." That one we did when I'm running away um from you because you texted me something sexy you're like hey come in the marriage lab and i was running away and everybody and there are several people that are like he needs to find a new wife and i'm like okay first of all it's called a joke it's a joke but i'm having a hard time because i don't think that people understand our my humor do you think that they get my humor, no, people, honey? No, it's okay, honey. People get your humor. Okay. But part of that is also we're just trying to bring some real world just like illustrations and examples, mm-hmm. right? Because oftentimes we hear from so many men that their spouses 
run, not necessarily run, but sometimes run, <laughs> but like emotionally run or vacant or not wanting to connect or not wanting to have sex. Yeah. And so like it's we're just trying to portray there's some realness to all of that. Yeah. But then if you read through, like there's points to what we're doing and yeah. why we're saying those things. Yeah. And so if you follow us, like TikTok is that place where it's just a different audience. It's funny. It's still faith-based and all of that. But the points are, you know, a little bit different. Well, I, I and like their, we, yeah. And then when we do Instagram, do all other things, it's just, it's just different. It's yeah. It's a means to connect. And we like, have, we have very different audiences. Uh, yeah. I don't like to call them audience because I like to call them family. Yeah. So our, our Instagram family, uh, you know, their reels only let us do sure. 30 seconds. So they're different than what, what, what our, what we can do on TikTok. And TikTok lets us do 60 seconds. Sure. So in 60 seconds, we can we can say something funny and then we can you just almost fell over in a chair yes, I did. <laughs> well now my producer has fallen down and he's hurt so i really need I a producer okay. right now so on on tiktok we're able to to lay out three points or give people two or three things to do sure. or actions and we can't do that on Instagram. So we have these different audiences, and I really like them. Yeah. They're very, very different groups of people, yes. but they're very fun to interact with. Yeah. How are so you liking just, it? It's just, I don't. It's yeah. just another means of connecting. <laughs> I don't. And ultimately, everything we do is faith-based. Everything we do is honor God to point people to God. Everything we're doing is that people would relate and connect when it comes to yeah. their faith and that God needs to be at the center of your marriage so that is at the core um, but yeah all those things are yeah they're fun they're exciting and stop yeah. sh stop shaking Sorry. your Sorry. so here we are in Minnesota and I want to talk about something because so I have been I am a I, I'm just going to say it I, because I feel like oh I am my that gosh, and I'm embracing it. say it. No, don't say it. I'm embracing it. it. Like I embrace minimalism and being a minimalist. I do not. And um, no, it's not that Shannon does not. You, she doesn't even know that she does because of how we're living. I don't like the label. And the whole, no, because you think minimalism is about like not having things or getting rid of and mm, living with, I don't like living labels. the back of a pickup truck with just, you know, your toothbrush and, a tooth, and toothpaste. I, but I just that's, don't like labels. Okay, listen, but that's not true. Then don't call yourself a marriage flipper. What? That's a label. A coach. Oh. All those are... So being a minimalist doesn't mean that you don't have I know. things. I feel it like you're trying to fence me in. Being a minimalist doesn't mean that you don't have things. It means that things don't have you. Yes. You know how to properly use them. Yeah. Things have their, their place and their order. And living as we do in the marriage lab, everything has its place yes, and its order. It does. And we don't bring in things unless we absolutely need them. And if we bring in things, we try to get rid of things. Yeah. We brought in some new things, very small things. But we, this morning, we got rid of more clothes and some books because we realize we've had them now and we haven't worn them and haven't needed them so they were, we get rid of them just to clarify they and were javier's clothes they were i only got i only you. got rid of three things but it's a matter of like and that's a process for me because for me it hasn't been that okay half stuff is that stuff has had me not because i consume things i'm a materialistic person i am not materialistic but i've attached no. too much value to certain items to and i've attached my own just to be honest with you like my own value and worth to like oh if i wear that or i have this they'll think i'm cool they'll think this like and that's just not where, healthy and where does that come from honey it just it comes from my family of origin and i've navigated that yeah but so anyways like so i'm going through the minimalists have written a book if you don't follow them it's called 
love people and use use things, things. which I love because they talk about various aspects of minimalism, but also our relationship to self, our relationship to truth, our relationship to money, to creativity. And so shout out to them. If you haven't picked up their book, it's a good book. It's not Mm -hmm. a faith-based book, although there's a lot of stuff about faith in it. But it's very raw and real as they tell their story of where they've come from to where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about, again, getting rid of stuff and Mm -hmm. living with less. It's about living purposefully. So... Because they say love people, use things because the opposite never works. And that's very, Mm. very true. Um, But I wanted to talk about something that's in there that I think relates to marriage. And it kind of struck me, right? Because I really think that there should be such a thing as a minimalist marriage. Which means there's core things you focus on. And if you focus on these core areas and you can't take that because I'm going to do something with that. There's core areas you can focus on um, that would dramatically change your marriage your dating relationship those of you who are dating and listen to this there are things you can focus on and work on now that will impact your marriage and if you keep doing them throughout your marriage will radically i would not say radically i would say it will well, if produce a healthy yeah, strong but and if vibrant they're marriage. if they're dating and they can get rid of some things in their life now now to become a minimalist it sense, will yes. only benefit you in your marriage, I promise you. Yeah. I promise you. So here, here's the thing. And so I don't agree with everything in this statement, but I want to read it to you anyway. So just listen to some of these key parts, and now I'm going to talk to you about it in just a moment. So he writes in this chapter about relationships, our relationship to truth. He talks about that comfort is a liar. Comfort's a liar because comfort tells you it's going to be okay. Comfort tells you that it's okay to stay in this place and not change. And comfort is actually a liar. So he says in his book that his marriage was over years before it was over. At first, I didn't know it was ending. Eventually, though, as the years passed and the dissatisfaction mounted, I simply didn't have the courage to end, nor did I have the courage to tell the truth, so I lied. Needless to say, ignoring the problem is not the solution. So I want to tell you, in marriage, in dating, and all those things you're doing, ignoring the actual problem will never be the solution. It doesn't get you anywhere. While you don't want to overreact, it's also a bad idea to underreact. If a crowded theater is on fire, you don't want to panic and trample others on your way out. But you don't want to keep watching the movie either, no matter how comfortable your seat is. So do you hear me? He also said, I was comfortable in my marriage. How many of you are just Ooh. comfortable in your marriage? It's not happy. It's not joyous. I'm, maybe I'm not content. Maybe I'm not fully satisfied. But I'm comfortable enough to avoid change. He says, if you would have ranked my comfort level at age 27, it was a solid 6 out of 10. Just enough to avoid change. But I wasn't happy, content, or joyous. I was merely comfortable enough to do nothing. Because if I changed, I'd experience discomfort. And who wants that? But when you look at every great success throughout history, you'll find that discomfort and even suffering is the place from which great people grow. Can I just so say something? I would stop and say, hold on, I would stop and say that discomfort, even suffering, which I posted about today, mm-hmm. right? is the place from which great marriages grow. Mm-hmm. And some of you listening to this say, I don't want to hear that. That sucks. That's not true. I don't want that to be my yeah. story. Well, but that's the story. Mm-hmm. Like great marriages and relationships 
are often birthed through suffering and difficult moments. Mm-hmm. Discomfort is where the truth sits. Discomfort exposes the flaws, the inaccuracies, the incongruities, because comfort is a liar. Yes. So I would say if you're in that place and like you're feeling a bit comfortable, just like it's okay. It's been this way for years, so eh, I, I guess we'll stay this way. Can I say something? You may say something. I think that this, that statement alone is going to pierce a lot of ears. Boom! It is going to because it's, <laughs> and I mean that um, I hope in a good and bad way because a lot of people, that's going to make them cringe. You know, when you hear something, you're like, ugh. That's going to be painful because I think this is so many marriages. This is why John Gottman said that um, it's not until the sixth year that people, after being unhappy, decide to get help. So sure. you talk about comfort. They sit in, uncom- in discomfort in com- for six years no, they, before they decide to yeah, do but anything no, they, about it. But they it. also sit in their comfort. Exactly. Like they're comfortable in being Very uncomfortable. They're mm. comfortable in being, oh, no, it's okay. Like, no, you know what? It's That's just the way they are, or that's just the way I am. Or they sit in being comfortable, like, well, it's been that way, so I guess it's never going to change. I've tried. I had that conversation. Yeah. Like, I've approached them on that. And so over a period of time, you go discontent. Maybe there's not joy in your yes. marriage. Oh, we don't hang out. We don't do much together, but it's okay. Like, you know, we, we get yeah. along. And so we get comfortable enough to avoid change because we don't want change because change will make us uncomfortable. This is an unusual correlation, but I'm going to say it anyway. Say it anyway, you, Shannon. You, you, you all have heard of, peop- of, of women who have been in abusive relationships and, they, and you ask yourself, well, why didn't they leave? Why, when they had somewhere to go, they had family to go to, they had friends that would have taken them in. Why did they stay? Why did they stay for so many years? And the thing is, because it comes to comfort because it's what they know it's not pleasant it's not fun when they're verbally or physically being abused but it is what you know it is part of our nature yeah and it goes hand in hand with that statement you just made yeah well yeah and and that's the thing is that comfort will lie to you and it will tell you oh it's okay just stay in that place and the thing is like when really like when you're in that place of comfort it exposes these flaws and these insecurities that you have and so i i just want to challenge you like uh, if you're listening to this right now and you need to pull over you need to take some notes you need to think about this for a moment are you comfortable are you comfortable where you're saying it's just fine we're good because you don't want to deal with a change or mm-hmm. they've pushed against change we want you to get uncomfortable because it is true that oftentimes in our suffering and our discomfort and our most difficult growth times is the greatest moments of growth. But the thing is we avoid it. Like I wrote in today's post or in the post a couple of days ago, like we have this unhealthy relationship with suffering. Mm-hmm. We don't want it. We avoid it because we think it's bad. Mm-hmm. But yet that's the invitation we have even from God to walk into what is difficult and what is hard because on the other side of that is something pretty amazing and beautiful. Jesus came and gave his life on the cross, went through ultimate discomfort and struggle to the point of death. But on the other side of that was life. Mm-hmm. On the other th- side of that was us being redeemed Red- and restored. Redemption. And so I want to tell you on the other side of where you're at, the other side of your season right now, of your struggle, of your mm-hmm. suffering, of your discomfort, of your disappointment, Preach it. is 
restoration, transformation, healing, but you have to believe that. You have to be willing to go through it and don't stop in the middle. Don't quit. Like get uncomfortable. Like if you need to go to coaching, you need to reach out to people, whatever it is you need to do to get uncomfortable, we want you to get uncomfortable <laughs> because discomfort is a liar and discomfort sucks. I mean, sorry, comfort sucks. Yeah. I mean, discomfort ultimately, sucks. But yeah, but ultimately we can say, I want to be comfortable. I mean, that sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Well, because it's our nature. Sure. Our, our flesh would like to be comfortable when you're, when you're curled we up on like the couch watching yes. Netflix, sure. you want to be comfy. Correct, but but we're talking about a a, a emotional comfort. Yeah, and, a, we're talking about like we people can, uh, get comfortable in their relationships and in their marriage. And if I don't have to talk to my husband about that thing, and we just stay the course that we are, then that feels more comfortable to sure. me because. But it'll be. I don't really want to talk about it because that'll yeah. make me. Then we'll have to talk about our feelings, and then he'll get upset, and then we'll have to keep talking about it. Or we've so already I, talked about it. 10,000 yeah. times, times and nothing has changed, changed so it'll just be fine yeah so what i'm asking you to do yeah. is step back from where you're at look at the places that maybe you allowed yourself to get comfortable in in your life in your marriage and maybe it's just about you maybe there's something you want to pursue and you've gotten comfortable because of what it might cause shannon and i have stepped out of our comfort zone to sell our house, to sell our cars, to sell a lot of what we have, to give our lives on behalf of other people. Is it comfortable all the time? Absolutely not. But we push past that place of being comf uh, having comfort. And even in our relationship, we talk about things that are difficult, that are not that are not easy in terms of how we're feeling or what we're navigating. It's not comfortable. It's pushing us out of comfort. But it absolutely grows and solidifies our marriage, even if it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you're hiding or what is it that you're you're Avoiding. holding on to? What mm -hmm. are you afraid of? Like maybe that's a good question. Like what are you afraid of? Oh, I don't want to talk about that because they might. What are you afraid of? I don't want to deal and come to my husband or my wife and bring that up or talk about this issue. What are you afraid of? Mm. Like what are you afraid of? That they're going to be upset? Okay. So either talk about it. Do you know how many spouses avoid their their spouse based on that statement alone? I, yeah. I don't want to deal with them being upset. Sure. So either so don't talk about it and live in this like and be comfortable and just m being mediocre. Mm -hmm. Just saying, or get uncomfortable, talk about it, and even if it's difficult navigating through it, at least you're talking through it. At mm -hmm. least you're moving through it. Yeah. So I'm just saying like. Get uncomfortable. It's time to get uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't There's... want all of you listening out there to live mediocre lives or marriages. No. I want you to have absolute fulfillment. Yes. Like, listen, Shannon and I, let's just be honest. Shannon and I right now have less than what we've had in the past. But we have so much more than we've had in the past because we're living, fulfilling our purpose and our calling, what we love to do. And again, we're pushing past places of comfort um, in every arena of our lives. But also at the same time, we're not afraid to bring things to one another, right? To ensure that we don't get comfortable in our marriage or we're constantly stretching, we're constantly growing. Yeah. So we, the we, question is, are you yeah. willing to do that? And, and for me personally, I had to get to a place where I'm not uncomfortable bringing anything to you. Um, I'll just say it. It's just how it is. But it took a lot of years to get there because there were things I would avoid. I was like, I don't want to bring this up. I really don't want to talk to him about this because yeah. I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to do. 
So now we talk through it and I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid to be uncomfortable with you in a conversation. Yeah. So anyways, it's hopefully that challenges you a little bit. I know I went that off there. That was a there. big challenge. <laughs> I know I went off there and just kind of like didn't get my preach on, but um, just hear what we're saying. And listen, reach out to us like Instagram, you can DM, you can send, you know, info at 247marriage.org if you have questions. Like, make sure you're reaching out, you're connecting, because if this something struck with you, we want to hear about it. Tell us about it. Like, tell us what you don't like also. We're okay. We're thick-skinned. We can take it. Like, but reach out, connect with us. It's important that we hear from you, what you like. And can I also say, like, we want to hear your topics. Like, what do you want to talk about mm -hmm. on the podcast? What are things that you want to hear? Yeah. Do you like the format? Um, and then share it. Like, please share it with other people because we want to be able to impact and influence more people wherever we go. Mm -hmm. And so we love to be able to do that. So anyways, there's a lot going on in our world. Like you guys, like we know that we pray for each and every one of you. And we're grateful that you're part of the 247 Marriage Family. Podcast and family. And the podcast family and everything else that you follow. So you're awesome. Hopefully this was good for you. It's good for me. Just talking to myself i loved it <laughs> even though i didn't want to be labeled a minimalist i wasn't labeling you a minimalist so you understand like, oh i i know i like the word i just don't want to be called that because shan does not like to be labeled it's like <laughs> somehow she gets like feel like she's gonna be stuck in a box or something like that like it's okay i'm learning to embrace like hey that's who i, I am remember now. when you wanted to when you wanted to pastor and i was like i'm gonna be a pastor's wife oh yeah, no. no i'm not no. gonna do that so she rebelled and got like you know seven tattoos just to prove <laughs> <laughs> and the ring in her nose anyways you guys are awesome always remember in marriage you don't, you don't have, have to. to you get to we'll See you talk guys. to you soon Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.